Confluent Platform 5.5 is here. Now, it takes a lot to keep up with each new release, so I've rounded up all the features in the release that I thought you should think about right off the bat and recorded a short explanation of them just like we normally do. Now, you may recall that I normally record these outside by some body of water, but today I'm safely socially distanced inside my home office. Check it out on today's episode of Streaming Audio, a podcast about Kafka, Confluent, and the cloud. Now, most of the features in 5.5 are really developer-oriented, if you kind of break them down. That always makes me happy, so let's dive in and take a look. They really fall into three categories. One has to do with improved schema management. One has to do with better support for languages that aren't Java. And the other is a set of upgrades to KSQL DB. Let's look at each one of these in turn. Now, if you're like me and you talk to people about Confluent Platform and Apache Kafka, and you talk about Confluent Schema Registry and the importance of schema management to evolutionary architecture and kind of a more fluid ability to migrate producers and consumers and, and upgrade those programs, there's just so many things that are important about it. If you talk to people about this, somebody might have asked you, hey, when's there going to be support for protobuf? I think that's happened to me, I want to say at least six times. It could be more. That's just a minimum. Uh, certainly, there's been interest in this. But the great news is in Confluent Platform 5.5, not only is there support for protobuf, but there's also support for JSON. So these are great. And uh, JSON, let's not let that go unremarked either. A lot of people seem to have this idea that if you format messages in JSON, you, you standardize on that as your serialization format, then you obviously don't care about schema at all, and you just want to watch the world burn and it's terrible. You know, that's not really what it means to pick JSON. Uh, the good news is now schema registry supports it. So uh, you've got JSON, protobuf, and Avro as first-class citizens of the Confluent Schema Registry. And to get that done, to add support for those other two that are not Avro, uh, we had to make schema support pluggable. So uh, there's also a plugin API. So if you've got a serialization format you want to add, you can do that. You can implement that API and support that non-Avro, non-Protobuf, non-JSON format if you'd like. And this isn't just for schema registry and whatever producers and consumers you might happen to write. It's all across Confluent Platform. So that's Connect, that's Kafka Streams, KSQL DB, um, REST Proxy, Control Center, even the... Confluent server broker side schema validation feature that was new in 5.4 across the whole platform. You've got support for these things and for whatever plugins you might write as well. So much more robust serialization support in schema registry. I'm so happy to announce this and I hope you love it too. Now, if you use the Java library for interfacing with Confluent platform for producing messages, consuming messages, uh, Java is the natively supported library uh, that's a part of Apache Kafka. So every time there's a Kafka release, if there's new features, uh, they're in the Java library. Languages that aren't Java usually are based on a library, a permissively licensed open source library called libRD Kafka. So they're typically libRD Kafka based. And that's certainly the case with the other languages of the Confluent platform uh, that are not Java. That's Go, Python, C, C++, and languages of the .NET platform. Those are all based on Liberty Kafka. Well, Liberty Kafka has recently been upgraded to support the exactly one semantics feature set that has been a part of the Java library since the spring of 2017. That's three years as of the time of this recording. It's been in the Java version. That's been a supported feature of Kafka. And now it's supported for the Liberty Kafka-based languages as well. So if you're using one of those supported libraries in Confluent Platform, Go, 
Python, C, C++, some .NET language, now you have access to EOS, to exactly once semantics, exactly once message processing. Hugely important. This is a feature that some use cases absolutely rely on. And if you've been looking in wistfully to your friends who are Java developers who have been processing messages exactly once for three years now, and you're just wishing you could, well, now you can. Today's your day. So check it out. In terms of other multi-language support, we have the REST proxy. Now, traditionally, the REST proxy is for producing and consuming messages, and it is an HTTP interface. So if you've got a language that can establish a TCP socket and append strings, I think that's what it takes. You could probably use REST proxy. Uh, so very, very broad uh, cross-platform multi-language kind of interface, but traditionally just a producer and consumer. And for any admin operations you had to perform, you would have had to shell out to a command line tool, use control center, or use the Java admin client interface by, by you know, actually writing Java code, which wasn't, uh, if you're using REST proxy, maybe that wasn't the language you even wanted to use. Uh, so now the good news, REST proxy supports admin operations. We can do things like list and describe brokers, create, delete, describe list topics, describe and alter configs for topics. Uh, some of those core admin functions are now available through that REST interface. Finally, let's look at Confluent Platform's own event streaming database, KSQL DB. Now, as you may know, KSQL DB is available independently. It is its own project. You can go to ksqldb.io and check that out. You can use it against any Kafka cluster you want. But if you're a Confluent Platform user, obviously you want to use the version that comes bundled to the platform and that is integrated with the platform. And uh, as of 5.5, KSQL DB gets an upgrade to version 0.0. Seven. And there are a few important features that 0.7 has. There's a new aggregate function, count distinct, which does exactly what it sounds like. That counts distinct values within a field. Imagine you had, I don't know, a stream with user data, including addresses, and you wanted to know how many unique postal codes occurred within a five-minute window. Well, that would now be trivial to do with a KSQLDB query uh, now that we have count distinct. There's also support for more data types. Traditionally, the key of a stream or a table, so that's the key in the underlying topic, had to be a string. Well, now it can be an int, a big int, or a double. So you've got a little bit more flexibility there. Finally, pull queries, which are a preview feature as of 5.5 still, uh, got an availability upgrade. Now, let me just remind you quickly what a pull query is. Imagine KSQLDB, if you're computing some aggregate over an event stream, that aggregate's gonna be a table, right? By nature, if you aggregate a stream, that, that structure you end up with is a table. That is, it's some state that you've got in memory. Well, what do you wanna do with state? You might wanna ask questions about it. A pull query, is just like a query on a row in a table. So if a KSQL DB query creates a table, results in a table in any way, you want to interrogate a specific row of that table, just like you would in any database, that is what KSQL DB calls a pull query. Now that's to differentiate it from a push query, which is a different thing entirely, and I don't want to go into a full KSQL DB tutorial right now. Point being, pull queries get an availability upgrade. What that means is uh, doing a pull query on a particular row, that row is gonna be represented by the replica leader in the KSQL DB cluster. If that node is down, if there's a follower replica uh, that can be queried, that query will try to fail that over uh, to that follower. So you just got higher availability in pull queries as that feature becomes more robust and it marches along towards generally available status in Confluent Platform in the future. Finally, the flow view. Now, when you're debugging a traditional database application, what do you want to look at? Well, you want to look at 
an ERD, right? An entity relationship diagram of how your tables relate, just kind of remind you of your view of the data. And then generally you want to look at tables and inspect the results of queries. There's a lot of tabular views. Well, in a stream processing program, like you're going to build with KSQL DB, you tend to think of flows. There's some source of records, and there's a query that processes them. And its output then might feed a couple more KSQL DB queries, whose output might themselves fan out to other queries and then be joined into you know, a combined result. This sort of thing happens. You get these interesting graphs, and you want to look at that. Well, Confluent Control Center gives you that flow view of sources to sinks. And it now lets you visualize, gives you that flow view for your KSQL DB applications. So specifically, if you've got a particular KSQL DB application running on a KSQL DB cluster, you want to know what are the tables and streams and queries that are running in that thing. You just get to see what's going on in there in Control Center. And you can drill down into those tables or streams quickly to visualize their schema. I can see well here. I'm looking at a table and it's got four columns in it. I look at that schema. I could go click on messages and I could see what the records are in that table as they are changing as the stream processing application runs. Likewise, I could go look at a stream, look at its schema, look at its messages. So that's the typical bread and butter sort of visualization you want for a stream processing program. You could do that with your KSQL DB applications now. Also, you can look at query nodes in the flow. It's great to look at streams and tables and what's going on, but then you need to see what is the code that's causing that result to happen and is the code correct? Uh, so I can, by clicking on one of those query nodes, look at the KSQL code that's running in it. So that's three buckets of, I think, pretty helpful developer-oriented functionality in Confluent Platform 5.5. You had the improvements to schema registries, that's protobuf and JSON support, now native, and the API, so you can write pluggable support for a serialization format of your choice. Uh, that was the improvements to non-Java languages, exactly one semantics supported in the other languages, Go, Python, C, C++, and .NET languages supported in Confluent Platform. They have EOS now too. And KSQL DB 0.7 with those new features in KSQL DB. So there you go. I hope you enjoy all this. Stay safe and let us know what you build. And there you have it. I hope this podcast was helpful to you. If you want to discuss it or ask a question, you can always reach out to me at at TLBerglund on Twitter. That's at T-L-B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D. Or you can leave a comment on a YouTube video or reach out in community Slack. There's a Slack sign-up link in the show notes if you want to register there. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and to this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. And if you subscribe through iTunes, be sure to leave us a review there. That helps other people discover the podcast, which we think is a good thing. So thanks for your support, and we'll see you next time.